Hey there, you sexy book lovers. Welcome to Cocktails and Cliteratures Wine Down Wednesdays, where we review the steamy, smutty romance novels we all love while sipping on irresistible wine and cocktails. I'm Constance, joined by my sister Amber, and we're your fierce and fabulous guides on this wild ride. We'll have you giggling, blushing, and feeling that heat in all the right places. So let's spread those pages wide open, get cozy, and sip on our insanely delicious drinks as we conquer that midweek slump like the naughty vixens we are. Cheers! Everyone, welcome to Cocktails and Cliteature. I'm your host, Constance. And I'm your co-host, Amber. And today we are going to be reviewing Mercy by Sarah Kate. Hot book. Woo! Got me going. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, everyone, you all know that Cocktails and Cliteature is all about being unapologetic in your sexuality, reading these smutty books, and just having a fantastic time. So today's topic is going to be all about power, punishment, and pleasure. I like all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Give me more. Yes, I was going to say that, but I was like, I can't say that. We just reviewed it. Ah, good one. <laughs> you know, it's all in the SLP world. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. So we're excited to talk to you about Mercy today. We sure are. But before we do that, we should get into the drink of the day. Yes. We have paired Mercy with the Love Potion. We feel like it's a perfect pairing. It's a good drink for the summer, which is hot. And this is a hot book. So uh, we thought that would be the perfect fit. I like it. That's my my favorite thing to say lately. When people say cocktails and cliteature, I love the name. I'm always like, yes, it's the perfect pairing. Yeah, uh-huh. you are spot on. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Own it. That's This is a great name. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. We'll go ahead and give you a little um, brief overview of the book. So basically, this is part of the SLP world. And this book is about the one female owner. Her name is Maggie. She's an owner, but she hasn't really participated in anything having to do with, you know, sex in the club. So she's single, you know, she's independent woman living her life. She had just bought a house and she's like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it big, but I'm missing a little something. Um, So she ends up meeting Bo our second character, her love interest, and he is Emerson's son. Now, we all remember Emerson, right, Amber? Yes. Oh, my God. Mind blown when I realized Maggie was going to be fucking Emerson's son. I said, well, if that isn't karma, I don't know what is. (laughs) I mean, he ain't got no room to say anything about anybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought that's what he gets. I thought that is what he gets piece of his own medicine I love yep. it I love it so so yeah so they meet you know they meet on the app both of them are exploring something new and like what is what is this all about and they end up deciding to meet up at the club it progresses from there 
Um, and yeah, that's basically the gist. Yes, it is. And you know what I loved? She, uh, Sarah Kate really stayed true to her trope. She is the queen of age gap. Okay. Because mm-hmm. Maggie's 34 and Bo is 22. So she has 12 years on him. So yeah, that's an interesting dynamic and I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> the second trope is female Dom. And Maggie discovers that, you know, she's not so vanilla. And um, I love being along for the ride with Maggie. I felt like, yes, girl, get it. Like, you deserve it. Finally, you can fuck these young men the way these men are fucking these young girls. Like, get it. You know, I was like rooting for her. Um, And then (laughs) the third trope was one of my favorites forbidden mm-hmm. romance so back to you know emerson's son Bo, you know getting fucked by his friend his co-worker his equal his peer so uh yeah <laughs> i love that. it me too no room to talk no all right so you know this book was crazy absolutely i was not expecting the intensity of this book Yes, the physical activities were way more intense than I was expecting. I Mm -hmm. was like, when Maggie decided to put her mind to this shit, she really put her mind to this shit. She dug in deep. Yeah, she did. I, she reached places I didn't know you could reach. I didn't I didn't know dominance got to that level, but I mm-hmm. loved it and I could not stop reading it. I had to know how far she was going to push herself and how far Bo was going to push himself. I mean, crazy. It was it was insane and I was there for it because I have never read anything like this in my life. Dark romance. I love it, but I'm, you know, I I dip my toes in it. I don't dive head first. And this, I was underwater. I was looking for a little air because I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Okay, me too. I was like rubbing my backside. Like I felt my ass, like I felt like I was getting (laughs) spanked too. Like the sub in me was like totally empathizing with Bo. Like, could I take that? I I don't know if I could take what Bo took. Like, I was rubbing my ass cheeks like, oh, Bo, poor baby. (laughs) I mean, okay, flogging his ass, yes. She was spanking his ass, okay? She went to town. She would be giving him a blowjob, and she would just in the middle of it, like, pull on his balls and be like, nope. There's a little pain for you. I never thought to do that. And uh, I might have to try that <laughs> just to see if I can get away with it. You know what I mean? We have a we have a safe word. If if you uh-huh. don't like it, he could just hit me with our safe word, you know? So I, I mm-hmm. that I was kind of into. That felt like power to mm-hmm. me. And, mm-hmm. and you know what also I liked? The cage. <gasps> the dick cage. Yes. Yes. That was super hot. Like... Go ahead and put this on and cook me some dinner. I just want to walk around in sexy lingerie, you know, throw some chocolate on my titties, make it lick up, and then keep the cage on. Oh, watch yourself. You know, I had never heard of that before. (laughs) Me neither. So I looked it up. I went on Amazon. I was like, I paused on the book because I was like, I want to see what this looks like because I was trying to imagine something. 
And I was, I, I was like, I don't know if it is it like where it has like, you know, pressure points that like go into the dick and like, you know, so I, I had to see it. And there's so many different kinds. But yeah, it was insane. That was fun to be able to know that he's over there doing stuff. And he can't like he can't touch it. He can't do anything. They actually have pee holes in the middle of it. It is. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is. And there, what I liked about it is the ability to be a tease. Like that's what it's all about because it's, mm-hmm. you're, mm-hmm. the cage is not going to be bothersome if you're not hard. So a flaccid dick in a cage is like nothing like, oh, I'm not turned on. doesn't matter. I'm not going to have to deal with this restriction. So mm-hmm. to walk around and to tease and to tantalize and to turn on and all those synonyms, to be able to do all of that. <laughs> that's where I feel like I would get off on Mm -hmm. just like the intensity of the teasing and what you can't follow through with. Mm -hmm. So that brings me a little bit to like the Dom sub dynamics, right? Mm -hmm. So there's always like that appeal of like taking control or surrendering control um, in a way to, you know, experience these different desires and just explore like what you like and what you don't like. And that's the thing about the BDSM world, right? Um, I know for me, I never, I've talked a little bit about like, I could see myself as a dom, but after reading this book, I was like, am I really? You know, because it sounds good. It sounds like I want that power, right? And to be able to command someone to do something or tell them to get on their knees and crawl to me. But in actuality, would I do that? I don't know. But that's the thing about books, right? The the idea, the the fantasizing about what that would look like. I don't know, Amber, what do you think? Yeah, but to your point, you know, uh, you could be a dom by whatever standards that fit you. Uh, you know, it's not one size dom fits all, you know, like you could really dominate in the way that turns you on and is empowering for you as a dom. So it's, it's very different. I mean, um, if you think about some of the other books uh, that have dom sub relationships, it's, they're different. They're not mm-hmm. all flogging to that extent. So, um, so <laughs> So yeah, but it is nice to, again, to your point, it is really nice to follow somebody else's kinky journey. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's not for me, there's nothing like being a fly on the wall and just being a part of it. Like I still get turned on. I still like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm still all the way invested. I may Mm -hmm. not try it, but man, did I enjoy watching it or, you know, reading it or yes, (laughs) or masturbating to it. You know, it just, you never know. You're just like, oh God. This may not be for me, but I is I'm turned on that they're turned on by this. It came out of nowhere and at some points and I was like, whoa. But um, but yeah, it did turn me on. I'm like, okay, um, all right. But the the thing about I think the BDSM dynamics is there's a level of trust, trust and emotional vulnerability that has to happen in order to surrender to as a sub and there's a certain level of responsibility that one has to have being the dom it is a delicate balance and mm-hmm. you know but i think the vulnerability makes it sexy in a sense like not only are you controlling my body and my senses but also i'm open to you and mm-hmm. to give some to turn yourself over to somebody is kind of free you know and then to be the yeah. dom and then to hold that that gift that somebody gave you is just 
that's, I don't know, that's kind of flattering, right? It's flattering. And I think as the Dom, for Maggie in this book especially, um, as the Dom, one of her favorite things is the aftercare. She really enjoys doing that part because, like you said, Amber, the gift that, you know, Bo was giving her by putting all the control in her hands, she knew that, you know, she needed to take care of him at the same time. Um, that it wasn't just all about her pleasure, even though that's the premise of what being a dom is like, you're the one in control. The sub is the one that wants to please you. Um, you being pleased makes them happy type of thing. So everything that she took, she gave back by yeah. taking care of him. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And I liked it. And I just feel like, I mean, for me, I'm a little bit, you know, um, nurturing. So I feel like that's, that was very sexy to me. I, I, I feel in those moments, they really connected on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Those were the mm -hmm. times when they had their most intimate conversations where they shared a lot about their past and what they've gone through and what they feel about themselves. You know, the aftercare was when um, Maggie talked about how she just didn't love her body, you know, and she mm -hmm. shared that mm -hmm. with Bo and Bo was able to celebrate it in this intimate, vulnerable moment where she's supposed to be taking care of him. She starts opening up and he turns around and starts taking care of her emotionally. Yes. And I just feel like the constant exchange of emotions and sex and respect and assistance and they just helped each other so much. I loved their relationship and I felt like it was very true, authentic. Agreed. And that's one of the things that I know we talked about in this book when it comes to people struggling with different um areas in their life and they all seem to struggle with their sexuality at some point even as the owners and for Maggie being so vanilla and then realizing after she took this kink test that she is a brat tamer a dom um that was like a real realization for her like she was like whoa where did this come from but at the same time you know she was curious and her background growing up in an environment where, you know, Amber, you and I can relate, sex for a young woman was always seen as something negative. It was something harmful. She got the talk from her mom, like she was giving something away by having sex. So she always struggled with that. And then to add on like any type of body issues that she has, she's like, I'm a little thick here. I got some stretch marks. She's around all these young girls in their 20s they're over there trying on lingerie being on stage getting naked and doing all these things and she's like I'm 34 hey. I got a belly like what's happening here <laughs> totally she was uh she had to get over a lot of stuff personally in order to really walk in this full role as a dom and so I felt like it helped her grow we saw her character mm -hmm. development right along with Bose. So I feel like these two have mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of growing together and I feel like they needed each other in order to do so. Yeah. And Bo, I feel like he had a decent life, but emotionally his parents splitting up and, you know, him not really feeling like he had a good example in his dad because his dad owned this club and he was resentful. He, um, he was always lashing out at everybody and he was angry and he was cheating on his girlfriends. He cheated on Charlie and he just didn't know how to be a good boyfriend, a good supportive partner, um, just a good person all around. And yeah, Maggie helped him to be able to do that. And um, 
he had a lot of growth in that way as well. So I felt like it was true. It was a true struggle that they both had and had to get over in this book. Yeah. And I just thought it was really funny. The name Brad Tamer like that is hilarious to me. I'm like, who came up with that kink name? We couldn't find something that sounded more mature. Brad Tamer. Like, could you imagine? I'm like, and, and then if I got that, I was a brat, like, let's say I took the quiz and mm-hmm. I got Brad and then I got matched with somebody who was a Brad Tamer. I would be like, I'm not a brat, which is a very bratty thing to say, but but I thought that was really funny. And you know, he got it. He was like offended when he got his results. He was still, he was like, what? Like, whoa, you still ask your mother and father for money. You, you're a brat. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I also like the way that he was described. Like he sounded super sexy. Like the way she described him. Like when he was, yes. you know, helping her move. And then the, what he was wearing at the wedding. And the way that mm. they were flirting at the wedding, that was a slow burn for me. I couldn't wait for them to get to the club to fuck. Like yeah. when they were there and they were flirting and she felt she wore a sexy dress and he was in a nice suit. I already picture uh-huh. Bo having like a juicy ass, you know, mm. like that nice young, like muscle butt. Do you know what I'm like? <laughs> and you know how when guys wear nice slacks? And if they wear them, it's just like, oh my God, like I love strong thighs. I love a, a nice little bubble on a man. And uh-huh. I just picture him uh-huh. being kind of like juicy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like strong. Like I, I was like, yes, Maggie, I probably would have gotten a little bit with Bowen. If he looks any, anything like his father, Emerson, then that face too. Oh my God. Yeah. I was attracted to Bo and his, in my mind, juicy ass. Yeah, his arms and his shoulders and his back. I just imagine like a tight shirt and you can just kind of see the outline of the abs and everything like, ah, you know, I just. Yeah. And then he was in her house painting with his shirt off. Yes. I was like, yes, please. I was all picturing all that Mm -hmm. hot and sweaty up on ladders, just with the, with the uh, paintbrush rolling and moving the body. Oh, yes. I would not be getting any work done. I'm sorry. (laughs) Not at all. I would just be standing there with the cocktail, like over there, over there, (laughs) miss a spot. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Maggie's sexual history. We touched on it before, but Maggie has never come during sex before. And in that so crazy? sad. But we can all relate. We can because you know when you're young and you're just starting out, you don't know really how to have an orgasm during sex. And you know, I got to say Maggie is 34, so it's not like She's, you know, this newbie to sex, but in her history, based on who she is and the experiences that she's had, she just had sex because that's just what she did. And it was always vanilla. So when she has sex with Bo, she comes for the first time. So basically she was just sex shamed and formerly at 34, which ladies, that is too late in the game to not. To not be having orgasms. Like, I just feel like that is not fair. You have been wasting (laughs) your life. Um, But yeah, she finally comes and I'm so happy for her. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. she had an emotional reaction. She cried. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing like a good orgasm and a good cry. When I get those at the same time, it's like a cleansing I did not know I needed. Like, there is something 
just completely satisfying about coming and crying. I, I, my husband like tries to aim for that. I'm like, why are you trying to make mm-hmm. me cry every time? Like that shouldn't be the pinnacle. Relax. The first time I cried, I was like, what is going on? We got the tears coming up. It is like therapeutic, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah. But yeah, so for Maggie, you know, having this happen, she's like, look, you know, she's having a a moment with Bo and she's like, I have never had the guts to take what I wanted because of being, you know, sex shamed and all of these things. But when she does, After this, y'all, she leans all the fuck in. She's like all the way up in there, like further than I could have even imagined that. Ooh, Maggie, this is what she says to Bo. Once she's really uh, embraced that dom, you know, inside her that's been lying dormant. She's like, Mm. okay, I'm ready. She's got her heels on. Like she suits up, okay? She makes sure when she gets into these scenes, she is all the way there dress for the job in the career you want (laughs) and she fucking did you know how people say that dress for success she dressed to successfully dominate Bo's ass she really really did and you know what she says to him now this is a quote that I highlighted when I was reading because I was like whoa Wow, this is like the pinnacle of her owning this shit. She says, and I quote, I am going to use you, Bo. In fact, when you're here, you're not Bo anymore. We are not friends or lovers or acquaintances. You are my property to do with whatever I want. And if you deserve it, I'll punish you. It will hurt. And I will try to make sure you do not enjoy it. But if you earn it, I'll reward you. And I'll make sure you do like it. You read that like a champ. Okay. You, I I forgot that we were reviewing the book. You did such a good job. (laughs) This statement was so powerful. Mm. That is how we should be dealing with shit, ladies, okay? We should go in there knowing what we want, saying what we want, dressing how we want, and getting the shit done. Even Mm -hmm. if you're a sub, you should be having that same energy and commitment to your role, okay? Know your role. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) It makes me think of The Rock. Know your role, Jabroni. (laughs) but uh but that was that was really good you know what it made me think of when she said that how how delicate of a balance it is between pleasure and punishment Mm. so it made me wonder how do you find that balance and for me it comes with the aftercare Mm. like if you are a sub that is okay with more of aggressive type of Um, physical activities such as flogging or slapping or biting or pinching or flicking if you're and again if that's what you like by all means I enjoy watching it and reading about it okay do you but if that's what you like it does come with some some punishment and pain like they're synonymous so How much, how do you know how much you can take? That's why safe words are important. And that's why after somebody tears your ass up, they should be taking care of your ass. Like, 
that's the balance to me. If I'm letting you put your hands on me, you're going to take good care of me. I want food, check. I want water, check. I want a bath with Epsom salt, okay? I want candles lit. I want soft music. And I want a head (laughs) massage. Oh, shit, Amber, you got a laundry list of activities. (laughs) They better be, like, getting all of whatever they want out because they are going to be required to do hella shit. Right. The the more intense (laughs) the domination, the more Mm -hmm. intense the aftercare. It has to match the same energy. If it's light, then give me light aftercare. But if, Mm -hmm. if it's intense... I need intense aftercare and and you better make some good money because I'm going to need to take the next day off of oh, work. <laughs> right. How did Bo sit the next day after the flogging? I don't think he did. I mean, he was just saying he was on fire. She did rub like aloe or something <laughs> on his body afterwards. But look, y'all, he took like 12 lashings. Yeah. Whoa. And he got spanked that night too. His poor ass. (laughs) Again, I just want to rub my cheeks because that to me was a lot. Like I would have said my safe word two, two paddles in. Right. And then he was just like green. Every time she checked in, he was like green. And it's like, yo ass. I mean, come on. It's not green at this point. I would say last four, five, He it was ready to be read. But, you know, he was a man and he was going to take it and prove, you know, that he could and got his ass tore the fuck up. It's, <laughs> it's because he has daddy issues. He was like, I'm stronger than my father, Emerson. I'm going to take this on the ass. Like, good for you. I don't know if I could inflict that much pain. I would be like, (laughs) say red. (laughs) You know, his skin got all blocked and stuff too. I just couldn't with those welt marks and stuff. I just, I couldn't go there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I like a good biting, not like where I have your full teeth marks in, but a little nibble, a little nip. Mm -hmm. I'm good with that. And I like a little bit of a mark for the next day. Like, ooh, the rub. You know how you get a little, like, like a hickey somewhere? Like, that's hot to me. It makes me remember Mm -hmm. what we were doing. But Mm -hmm. if I can't sit the next day, aloe does not fix everything in 24 hours. Let's just keep it real. It's a process. Okay. You're going to be sitting on a donut. Mm -hmm. When hot water hits your ass, it's going to be burning. It's just... (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of problems I have with that for myself, but do you? Do you? If you enjoy that shit, just lean all the way in. But Absolutely. Um, you know, over here, woo-hoo, I don't know about all that. Okay, so we have, um, I have a couple of questions for you. They're kind of some what if questions. We're going to dive, we're going to be a little bit more creative with what we feel about this story. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, so my first question for you is Maggie and Bo were seen interacting before they began the relationship, you know, at her house. Do you think they would eventually have found each other, um, whether or not they took the quiz? Hmm, possibly because they were already giving each other eyes. She was like, what the fuck? Why am I feeling this way? Get it together, Maggie. Get it together. You know, she was like, why am I feeling this? But she couldn't help herself. So, you know, I that that chemistry was already there. He was looking at her, you know, 
there was a little touching happening on accident. So I think they may have. And he was, Bo was starting to open up a little bit more about his dad and what he did in the Salacious Players Club. So I think if he were to have continued down that path, he would have ended up at the club and seeing Maggie there at the club, there would have been something happening. Yeah, me too. And you know what? I think the same thing, but you know where I think it would happen, where hmm. it would go from them flirting to the next section, the wedding. Yes. Mm -hmm. That would have been the tipping point because her and well, I don't know if she would have wore that dress. She felt sexier in that dress. But I feel mm -hmm. like, again, seeing Bo in that little three piece would have got Ooh. Maggie to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get into that. <laughs> After drinking, I think she was drinking some champagne. She was down in that shit. And they were dancing. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it would have happened. I agree with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the next question I have for you, and this one, ooh, I love this one. Um, do you think Maggie and Bo's relationship mirrors Charlotte and Emerson's relationship from ooh. Praise? Mm, good question. I'm going to say yes, I do. I don't know. I highly doubt that Charlie is like taking the flogging like that. Highly, highly doubtful. But as far as power dynamics, as far as like, you know, having him like sit at her feet, kiss her shoes, be head down and all of those things. Yes, I think it exactly mirrors what happens with Charlie and Emerson. Me too. It was such a full circle um, moment with Bo. And I was happy to get him back because I couldn't stand him. And when he was, you know, from the perspective of Charlie, I was like, mm -hmm. Ugh. but this, I felt like he needed this, you know, he needed redemption. And Sarah Kate did a good job using Maggie as the reason for his redemption and, you know, that flogging that ass. So uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, he did. Brats need to be spanked. That is the moral of this story. <laughs> if you get a brat, you're going to have to spank him. You're going to have to tame that little, that little shit. And speaking of taming and all of the toys that were used in this book, because there were so many, the ones she used at the club, the ones she brought home, the cage. Um, are you using any exciting new toys lately that you want to share with all of us? Ooh, so, um, yes, there are emoji toys. Did you know that? No. Yes. So I found one that is like a little rubber ducky. Okay. Take a bath okay. with that little rubber ducky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. A rubber dub dub. Yeah. A little rubber dub dub. <laughs> take you back. Take you back. But it takes you all the way there too. All the way for Yeah. That shit. Nice little buzz there. So yes. Okay. Um, I've been in to a, a toy lately that I did. I was surprised that I really enjoyed uh, nipple clamps. They have really been a star of the show. And uh, if you're wondering who wears them, they that would be me. And <laughs> it's so cute. You can kind of like, uh, there's like a little screw on the side and you can put the intensity, like is it too much? Is it not enough? And no. so you can adjust like how much pressure you have. But um, that has really been, you know, a reoccurring little toy that I've been enjoying. Mm -hmm. I like the pain and pleasure, you know, balance of things. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I haven't really gone too deep into the pain and pleasure. I do like a good spanking. 
I do like that with a nice paddle. So, but I haven't ever tried the the clams. So maybe I maybe mean, that'll you, be my next exploration. And maybe I'll have to try that emoji ducky. You know what I was thinking? You know, you'd be in the bathtub with your little <laughs> rubber ducky and your spouse on the side of the tub like a parrot. You know what I mean? And just like, mm, are you enjoying your toy? Splash, splash, splash. Five more minutes, then you got to get out the bath. <laughs> like, just such a funny, cute <laughs> image of like, this appears wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> but you're splashing and it ain't water down there. Exactly. Mm, juicy, juicy. Now we get into the rating of this book because we, you know, we gave you a high level of some of the more intimate moments that they shared, but there are a lot more. Um, overall, Amber, what would you rate this book? Um, from a story perspective, I'm going to be honest, this is one of the uh, better stories of the SLP world. Maybe I'm biased because it was a female lead and she was like mm -hmm. handling that shit like a boss. So I'm going to give the story about a four. I really like the dynamic between her and Bo. And then the steam to me was about a four. So overall, I'm going to give this book an eight. Oh, shit, Amber. What? Again. Again, <laughs> we are on the same page. I would say... Four for plot as well, because I do feel that this was more of an authentic struggle that they both experienced. I believed it a yes. lot more than I did in the other stories, um, because not only could I relate as a woman, but I could also see see it from Bo's perspective based on the way Sarah Kate really dived deep into his personality and his background. So I think we got a bigger picture with them about what made them them. Um, and then when it comes to the steam, yeah. I mean, she fucking pegged him. Yes, she did. Yes. So oh. I don't know how that, I don't know how that couldn't at least be a four. Oh my God. I think I might have to change my score. <laughs> that has to be a five. <laughs> yeah. Because that, it has to be nice. that's bold as fuck to put in a book. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, we would you ever do that? I don't know. I know I'm gonna need I to think on I, that. Would my husband ever allow? That's the real. Okay, let's not. Let's just talk about what we would enjoy. Because <laughs> I think I already know the answer. Like it would never be a real possibility. But but now that it was in this book, it's got me thinking. I'm gonna think uh -huh, on that. We'll uh -huh. come. I'll answer that another day. But mm, I don't know. Okay, what's your rating? Um, yeah, I'm going to say five to you. Now that I remember that scene, there's no way you can have Pagan and it not be a five. I'm right. sorry. I just, it's a nine, nine on both. Pick it up. It's an amazing book. It's intense. So read the trigger warnings. But yes. if you really want to see like some good character development, there's some of that in the book. And then the steam is, is there for sure. Yeah. But you know, real quick, back back to the pegging. The more I think about it, that's a lot of hip action. <laughs> you know, too, too much hip action. I'm good. Uh -uh. You know, I was thinking about her coordination and the thrusting, like she did it for a long time. And then it's like it got more intense, and she was just like she was going harder. She was like, I was really fucking them hard. <laughs> she sure did. Yeah, she was tearing them up. Uh, could you imagine like the sound? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to do all that hip hip but, hip thrusting. I'm good. You can have I'm that, Maggie. Tired. Me too. I'm okay, I don't do enough cardio for that shit. <laughs> oh 
my god okay all righty yeah. so if you want to join in on the conversation we would absolutely love it let us know how you enjoyed um the dominant and submissive dynamics of the book let us know how this made you feel empowered were there any things in this book that you do in your life or you want to try yeah just drop us any thoughts you have and join in on the discussion yeah absolutely so much fun today Thank you for joining and see you next time. Bye. Bye. And that wraps up another episode of Cocktails and Cliture, where things got steamy and conversations got spicy. If you enjoyed our wild book reviews, author interviews, and irresistible cocktails and wines we sipped on, make sure to subscribe, download, and rate our podcast wherever you listen. Stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook at Cocktails and Cliture. For all the latest updates, behind-the-scenes fun, and more. And if you'd like to support the show, consider becoming a patron on our Patreon page. Your support helps us keep the naughty conversation flowing. Thanks for joining us on this thrilling journey. And hey, if the world asks you why you're blushing, tell them you're listening to Cocktails and Cliture, the podcast that brings the heat one smutty chapter at a time.